Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Father, I just uh, turn myself over to you. Ask you to use me this morning to speak your word, to speak the truth. Encourage us today, Lord, as we spend time in your word. Strengthen us in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to start this morning in Psalms. Actually, I'm going to talk about praise. We sang a lot of praise songs this morning about praise. I never tell anybody what I'm going to what I'm going to preach. So they, Pastor Darren doesn't know. It's like, oh, he's going to talk about praise, so we'll sing a lot of praise songs. No, he sang a lot of praise songs uh, just out of his dumb luck. Praise. <laughs> I'm sure it was the spirit. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But uh, we, we're going to talk about praise. Actually, I, I, I entitled this message, The One-Two Punch, because on Wednesday, Darren, Pastor Darren preached a really good message on prayer. And one of the things he, one of the things he mentioned, it kind of stuck with me. He said, you know, in a, in a football game, they, they hand the ball to the running back, and if the guy runs 10 or 12 yards, they say, oh, what a good run. But, but the real credit goes to the interior lineman who made a hole for that guy to go through. And that's a prayer like it breaks, the, it breaks that hole open so we can go through and be victorious. And that kind of stuck with me. But I just want to share on, on, a, on praise because I think it's prayer and praise. Prayer and praise. I wanna, I'm just going to call it this morning the one-two punch. Praise God. And God wants us to have that one-two punch working in our life. Prayer and praise, defeating the enemy and getting what God and getting the blessings of God coming into our life. So I want to start this morning with well in Psalm 34 and verse one. It says, "I will bless the Lord at all times; His praise shall continually be in my mouth." Somebody say, "Amen." I'll bless the Lord at all times; His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You know, the Apostle Paul in what, what we know is his second missionary journey. The Apostle Paul started to go out and, and travel to re- start churches and revisit the churches that he'd started. And he got to this one place, and he planned on going, the Bible says, into Asia. And, and the Spirit of God said, no, you can't go. Now, when we, when we read Asia in our Bibles, we think China, Japan, Korea. But that, the, Bible, the Bible Asia is what we know as today as Turkey. So he was planning on going somewhere in Turkey, and the Spirit of God kept saying, no, you can't go. So, okay, and he thought, well, okay, then I'll go here. He said, no, you can't go, and I'll go, no. You. So God was kind of holding him back. So he just was waiting on God, and God gave him a vision. And in the vision, there was a man from a city called Philippi, which is still there today. It's in the northern part of Greece, but it was called Macedonia. So he, God gave him a vision about this man in Macedonia. He's saying, come over and help us. So you know, it's like, duh, well, that seems like it's God. So I went. So he goes to Philippi, and he starts preaching, and people start getting saved. But they get a, they get a problem in Philippi. There's this little girl, who, there's this young woman who's demonized, and she's 
She keeps following Paul and Silas around saying, these are men of the most high God, come to preach you the way of salvation. Well, this went on for a while, and the apostle Paul finally got tired of having the devil uh, advertise him, and so he cast a demon out of her. Well, then all hell broke loose. You know, what happens? Well, he cast a demon out of her, they beat him, they beat him bloody, they stuck him in jail, and Paul and Silas are in jail. And what does the Bible say in Acts chapter 16 and verse 25? It says, about midnight, about midnight they were doing what? They were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. Now, there was a great, this is a great opportunity to do one or two things. It would be very easy for Silas to get angry, to get upset at Paul, to be full of self-pity, and say, so, you know what, here we are. We, you know, what, what did you have to do that for? I mean, we came here from Philippi. God directed us. We started preaching. People getting saved. The word spreading. And this little girl, why did you just ignore her? Why couldn't you just say, why did you have to cast a demon out of her? Yeah, you, you, you wanted to do it. Now look what, we ended up in this stinking jail. You know, and here we are beaten, ended up in this. I mean, you, you know, when, people, when something bad happens, a lot of times we want to blame somebody and we want to feel sorry for ourselves. And that's a great opportunity. But instead, what they do? They prayed, and they sang hymns of praise to God. What does that do? It keeps God working in the situation. You may not be in a good situation. maybe may be in a very difficult situation. But prayer and praise keeps God moving on your behalf. And then an earthquake came. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, regular, a regular earthquake. The walls fall down, and you die. But in an earthquake, everything shook, and the chains go, boop, they just popped right off. So God set them all free. Why? Because they kept, their, they kept going. They kept on God's side. They kept praying and praising God. Praying and praising God. That one-two punch, I tell you, it'll get your victory when there's, when there's nothing. Nothing looks like it's going to work. Just keep praying and praising God. Praying and praising God. And God will do it. Praise God. So that's it. That's my message. But <laughs> amen. So people say, pray, Pastor, what's the difference between praise and worship? Here's, here's, not everybody has to agree with my definition, but here's my definition. Praise to me is usually a, a little more exuberant, a little more expressive, and in praise, we sing about God. We sing about his works. We sing about his, his faithfulness to us, his good God. You know, we sing, we, we sing of what he does. But in worship, worship sometimes to me is a little more, uh, it's a little more sedate, it's a little more quiet, and in worship, we sing to God. We show, we show him how much we love him. We declare his holiness and his righteousness. We sing about his greatness. We sing to him. We exalt him. We lift him up. And it's, but here's one thing you have to be careful. You have to be careful because a, a religious spirit can hide in worship. Because worship is quiet. A religious spirit doesn't like clapping, doesn't like raising, doesn't like noise, doesn't like loud. I remember one time, Who's that prophet? I'll think of it. Anyway, there's Dennis Kramer. Dennis Kramer, Dennis Kramer was, he's a prophet of God. He was a traveling ministry. He was in this church one time. He said, years ago, I was in this church. And, uh, and they, did, like, they did praise and worship first. So I'm the guest speaker. I'm sitting on the front row. And we're worshiping God, and it's kind of going on and on and on and on. And I'm, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, I'm supposed to be speaking here. What are they going to, you know, what are they going to let me get up there and get? And he says, this, this praise is going kind of long. And, and, it's, and the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, I like long. 
So God doesn't mind if we praise him for a while. Somebody say amen. He doesn't mind if we lift our voices from for about a half an hour or even longer and worship him. You know, people say, well, we got to get through worship. We got to get to the word. No, you can always get to the word, but worship together. You, don't, you only get that in church. So anyway, so then, then, then the worship was going on and on, and it was kind of loud. You know, like Pastor Darren prays it. We were loud. He likes loud. And... Uh, Was it a little loud? That no, was good. So anyway, he's, he's, thinking, he's thinking to himself, he's thinking, you know, this is kind of loud. He said, the Spirit of God spoke to me. He said, I like loud. So then he said, I found out I like God. God likes loud and God likes long. So if it's a, go, if it's a little loud, get over it. If it's a little long, hang in there. Well, eventually it'll... But that's what God, God, God is worthy to be praised. I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise shall what? Continually be in my mouth. We need to learn to praise him. Praise him where? Praise him. <coughs> and people, I, I really think some, so many times people associate praise with church. You know, well, we, we, you know we, we, we sing, we sing, we worship God in church. God wants us to be praising him all the time. Praise him at your house. You know, praise him, praise him when you're mowing along. Praise him when you're driving the car. I mean, just find opportunities to praise the Lord. You, you, it's not, we're not supposed to just do it in church. We're supposed to be continually praising God. Because he's worthy. He really is. He's, I, was, I love that song we sing, of the goodness of God. Every time we sing that, my heart just goes, God, I thank you. I thank you for what you've done in my life, in the life of my wife and I, in our family, in our church. God, I just, you're so good. I, I don't deserve this. You know, the Apostle Paul said he was the chiefest of sinners. But God used him, and he was so grateful. Huh? And you ought to be grateful. grateful. A grateful heart praises God. Praise is the voice of gra gratitude. God, we just, we're not going to get, we're not going to look at our circumstances and feel sorry for ourselves. We're going to keep praying and praising you and going through whatever it is you throw, whatever it is the devil throws our way. We're going to continue and bless God. Hallelujah. See, you all know my testimony. I was raised Roman Catholic. Altar boy, the whole thing. Hey, when I was, when I was, in, when I was raised Roman, I mean, how many people remember Latin Mass? Come on, you got to be old. Come on, old people. Remember the priest with his back to you? Latin mass, no singing. And then um, that, was, that was fine for me when I was a kid. And then they had uh, this conference. It was called Vatican II. It was in the early 60s. And out of Vatican II, a lot of things changed. The priest began to face the people. The mass was in the, in the vernacular. It was in the, whatever language you spoke. And they started singing. And boy, I tell you, you know, this, this religious spirit in me didn't like it. We had this young priest in our church. His name was Father Falvey. I'll never forget. He'd, he'd get that hymn book out. He really couldn't sing. But he'd get that hymn book out, and, and, and he'd walk up and down the center aisle just singing as loud as he can, trying to get those Catholic people to break out of their tradition and start singing and worshiping God. And I thought, they're trying to make us like the Protestants. <laughs> I did. I, I was upset. But it was that religious demon in me that didn't like it. Didn't like to change. Wanted everything quiet. Everything, you know, just religious. And then, that, and then we didn't go to church for a long time. But then I got saved. And after I got saved, I still struggled. You know, I, f I found it, it's like, you know, my wife one time, when we, we, when we first got to Rome, we were here maybe just a couple of weeks. She brought me to a church service. There used to be a, a church out in the corner of Canterbury Hill Road and Gulf Road. 
it, it, it became Redeeming Love Fellowship, but I'm not sure that was the name of it back then. And the pastor was a man named Bud Kerbs. I don't know if anybody ever remembered Bud Kerbs. But Joe Ryan, Joe Ryan, the guy, the, who had 14 Joe Ryan got healed of cancer in that church, healed of lung cancer in that church, lived years and years and years. He got totally healed of lung cancer. Anyway, my wife brought me this religious boy. And, I, and uh, it was wild. I mean, people were clapping. People were raising their hands. I think they had a little old white-haired lady on the drums. She's beating those, she's beating those drums. And I thought, and, and the praise it just kept going on and on and on. Uh, it probably wasn't more than about 20 or 30 minutes. But for me, that was forever. You know? and, then, and then the preacher got up and started to preach. And I thought, okay, another 10 or 15 minutes, we're out of here. And he went into what I call the scream mode. He went into the scream. He went to the scream. Now, I, I'm sure today I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. But back then I thought this guy went into the scream mode and stayed there for about 45 minutes. I thought, get me out of here. I just wanted to get out so fast I couldn't, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. But God, God began to deal with me. You know, I, I, was, I, I, thought, I just thought this. Can you see this? Just turn my hand forward. That was a big deal. And then to lift it up to here, it's like, whoa, I'm really getting wild. And then I started raising my hands. And, and God began to deal with me about, God began to deal with me about dancing. So you know what I did? I waited until my wife was gone one day. I went in the bedroom. I shut the door. I pulled the shade down. I, I swear to God, that's what I did. I was so embarrassed. I, I was, it's like, wow, what, was, what is that? I was afraid. I was embarrassed. I was, you know, insecure or whatever. And I, and I tried just jumping a little bit. But then I, feel, then I was in a church service somewhere, I forget where, and I could feel, I could feel my spirit inside jumping. They were, playing a, they were playing some song. I could feel my spirit wanting to jump. And I thought, if I don't, if I don't jump with it, it's going to start banging off the top of my head. <laughs> so I started jumping. I, I can't hardly jump anymore. Can't get any air. But, I, but dancing, praising God. You know, the Bible talks about... Raising our hands, singing, dancing, shouting. You know, we, we, need to, we need to be free to praise God. I'm not saying you, you do it just to, 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 to make noise. But when, when the Spirit of God kind of moves on you and you feel your hand wanting to go up, put your hand up. When you feel, when you feel if you ever feel you want to bow, bow before God in worship. Sometimes I really feel like I just want to kneel before him and worship him. You know, just to show you how much I love him. He's worthy, folks. He's totally worthy of, every, of all of our praise. And we need to be free. Um, not to draw attention to ourselves, but just to love God as freely as we can. Praise is wonderful. And it's, and it's that part of that one-two punch, prayer and praise, that keeps the devil uh, defeated in Jesus' name. Psalm 100. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know ye that the Lord himself, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. 
For the Lord is good. He is, he, that's who he is. The Lord is good. And his, and his mercy endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Enter his courts with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. The Bible says in Psalm 22 that God is enthroned. The King James uses the word inhabits. God inhabits the praises of Israel, of his people. God inhabits his, our praises. The Bible says we're to praise him with lifted hands, with dancing, with instruments. You know, and listen, who, who or what is supposed to, is supposed to praise God? Let's, listen to this in Psalms. This is, this is tremendous. It's, this is Psalm 148. Listen, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him all his angels. Praise him all his hosts. So all of heaven praises God. So that's part of, part of, all of God's creation is going to praise God. This, this, psalm, this psalm tells you who's, who's to praise God. So the angels and the hosts in heaven, praise him sun and moon, praise him all stars of light, praise him in the highest heavens and the waters that are above the heavens. The universe, the extended universe praises God. They, you can't hear their voice, but they are. They're praising God because of the glory that God put in them. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He has also established them forever and ever. He has made a decree which will not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth. Okay, now we're out of the heavens, we're out of the universe, we're down to the earth. Praise the Lord from the earth. Sea monsters in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds fulfilling his word, mountains and hills, fruit trees and all cedars. So all inanimate objects are praising God. You know, there's a scripture that says, Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout out to God with a... The, the trees of the field, the Bible says, will clap their hands and praise God. Beasts and cattle, creeping things and, and winged fowl, kings of the... Now we're down to people. Kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges, both the young men and virgins, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above the heavens, and he has lifted up a horn for his people. Praise for all his godly ones, even the sons of Israel, a people near to him. Praise the Lord. All of creation. You remember when Jesus came in to Jerusalem and they were crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And the Pharisees said, Jesus, silence your disciples. What did he say in Luke chapter 19? He said, if, if they're silent, what? The stones are going to cry out. And you know what? They would. They would have. Because all of creation praises the creator. The inanimate objects, the things in the universe, the heavens, everything praises God because he's so worthy. Sing for joy, Psalm 33. Sing for joy in the Lord, O you righteous ones. Praise is becoming to the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with a lyre. Sing praises to him with a harp of ten strings. Verse Psalm 63. Because your loving kindness is better than life. Your, you remember that? <clears throat> I love to sing the Psalms. I sing them to myself all the time. Your loving kindness is better than life. It's a psalm. Your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee. I will lift up my voice in your name. Lift up my hands in your name. That's a psalm. There's so many psalms that, that are set to music. I love singing them. I can't think of it too many right now. But at home, they'll, they'll kind of bubble up in my spirit. And I'll, and I'll just sing them quietly to myself in the morning. Hallelujah. Most... Psalm 92, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. I tell you, God, 
It's worthy of praise. We need to, we need to be praisers and worshipers of God. Just say, God, help me. Help me to be a praiser and a worshiper of you. You know, in the, I, I, was, I was thinking in the, in the temple, David appointed praisers. You know, praise in the, in the temple was a full-time profession. The Levites, this is a scripture, we, this is a scripture in 1 Chronicles chapter, you don't have to go there. 1 Chronicles chapter 15, listen. David appointed the Levitical priests to sing praises. And it says, so the singers, and it gives a bunch of Hebrew names that I can't, that I can't pronounce. The singers were, were appointed to, to sound aloud symbols of bronze. And then in, in the next verse it says a bunch of names and they, they, were, they praised with harps tuned to the Alamoth. In the next verse, a bunch of names, and they praised with lyres, tuned to the Shenemith. And then, and then a man named Kenaniah was in charge of the singing. And after that, it says a bunch of other names. They blew, they blew trumpets before the ark of God. So they were, they were full time. I, I, you know, I say this kind of humorously, but it's the truth. In, when you were in Jerusalem, you didn't want to live next door to the temple because they keep you all up all night singing and praising. They sang and praised God all the time. And when the temple was completed, Solomon's temple, when it was completed, it said when the priests began to, to, when they separated themselves, began to praise God, it says the glory of the house, the glory of the Lord filled the house so the priests could not stand to minister. I tell you, when they started praising God, God said, I got to go, I got to go in the midst of that. So he just kind of showed up and they couldn't even stand to minister because they were praising. So it's important to come. That's why, come on, come to church, come to church. I, those of you here, I mean, come, just come because we're going we're gonna to lift our voices to God as one. We're going to praise him. When we do that, God says, I want to go join that. I want to show up in that midst. I tell you, the presence of God will come if we, if we just praise him. And I know sometimes you don't feel like it. Well, what does it say in Hebrews chapter 13? It says we're to offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. So even if you don't feel like you say, God, I don't, I'm tired. I don't, feel, I don't feel so hot today, but I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to praise you anyway because you're always worthy. No matter what's going on in my life, I may not be happy with some of the things going on, but you're still worthy of praise. So I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to praise you. We need to be praisers. And I tell you, a praising, a praising person, God will strengthen him. God will lift him up and God will support him in Jesus' name. It's so important that we praise God. In Second Chronicles chapter 20 is an account where the, children, the nation of Israel was attacked by these kings. The, the, nation, the, the, the nation of Israel, it wasn't Israel, it was Judah. Judah was attacked by these kings. And they had a good, they had a good king at that time. His name was Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was... was quite concerned about these armies that were coming against them. So he, de he declared a fast. They called everybody together, all the Levites. And they, called, they started fasting and praying and seeking God. And God spoke up in the midst of that fast to a Levite. He said, don't worry about it. The battle's not yours, but it's God's. And they went out the next day, and the Bible says the first thing they did was, they, remember that story? What, they set the praisers out in front of the army. Now, that wasn't, they didn't do that all the time, but this time they did. They set the praisers out in front of the army. And the Bible says God said ambushments. And those people in the, in the army began to fight themselves and kill themselves. And all they had to do was go out and collect the spoil. I tell you, God, God shows up. when you. The reason why that worked is because it was the direction of the Lord. What it says, 
It says, trust God and believe his prophets and you'll succeed. When the prophet says praise, praise. When the pastor says praise, praise. Amen. It's, there's power. There's power in praise. There's power in prayer and praise. That one-two punch that defeats the devil. And I was thinking of that song that the Imperials sing. I heard them sing it so many years ago. And it says, praise the Lord. The Imperials sing a song, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He can work through those who praise him. I'm, I'm not going to try to sing it. Praise the Lord. For our God inhabits praises. Praise the Lord. For the chains that seem to bind you serve only to remind you that they'll drop powerless behind you when you praise them. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.